You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey there. You're listening to episode 52 of the Blended Family Podcast. Last week's show was a little heavy, so today we're going to do something lighter. I want to talk about hacks to save you time and money. In a blended family, every moment counts and every penny counts. So I want to show you some simple ways or hacks to get the most out of your time and the most out of your dollars. With the economy the way it is right now, it seems like all of us are struggling to make ends meet. And in the meantime, we're finding it hard to keep up with all of our responsibilities. For me, I always say that there's just never enough time in the day. And as I'm juggling a full-time job, several part-time jobs in a family, no matter how much money we make, it just always seems to disappear with four teenagers. So I'm going to break these up into two categories, those that save you time and those that save you money, although some will probably qualify for both. Let's start with time hacks. Blended families can be very chaotic. Our schedules are not like those in traditional families. If both of you are working, it can be really hard to accomplish everything you need to do within the day. Something I suggest for you to do, which will add five to 10 minutes of time to your day or week, is to make a list of everything you need to do. You can choose whether to do a weekly list or a daily list. I use my reminder app on my iPhone and I add to each daily list as I think of things. That way my list is always with me. But if you'd like to use pen and paper, that's fine too. In the long run, this is actually gonna save you time. You might have a million things running around in your brain. Write them down so you can clear your mind and also so you don't forget them. If you choose a daily list, make sure it's realistic. If you make a list that's impossible to achieve, then you'll feel let down and more overwhelmed than when you started. And if you choose to do a weekly list, then try to at least accomplish three things every day. Like I said, it adds a tiny bit of time. However, in the long run, it will save you time because you will be more organized. So now let me give you 10 time-saving hacks. Number one, food prep. I think I've spoken before about this. The last thing you want to do is come home from work and have no idea what's for dinner when you're tired and the kids are hungry. You'll end up running through a drive-thru, which is so unhealthy for your family. Choose a day of the week to plan out your meals for the week. Make a shopping list at the same time. When you come home from food shopping, wash and prep whatever you can as far as veggies and fruit. That way they're ready to go. And then anything you can prep in advance for the upcoming meals, go ahead and do that. You can get your partner or the kids to help. So maybe you want to cut up some meat or veggies, or you can even do this with snacks. For the kids for school, you can bag up the snacks in advance. You can prep and freeze smoothie packs, bag up school snacks, anything that you can do to make your week easier. When you plan meals, choose meals that will take you 30 minutes or less to prepare Save the elaborate meals for the weekends. If you don't have a crock pot, get one. They're a lifesaver for working parents. 
Now, I know this seems like a lot to do in one day, but if you allow your family to help, you can actually get all this done in a few hours on a Sunday, and then the rest of your week will run much more smoothly. And if you have a lot of extra time, you can even make some extra meals and freeze them or cook double the amount of food one night to freeze or have leftovers later in the week. And kids are really good at kitchen tasks and they like to help. So it's a good teaching opportunity while you're spending some time with them. So that was number one, food prep. Number two, make lunches and lay out clothes the night before. If you pack your own lunch, do it at night and the kids can do their own. Same goes for the clothes. Everyone's tired in the morning and no one wants to think. Have everything ready to go the night before and it will save time in the morning. Number three, delegate chores and responsibilities. You don't have to be super mom or super dad. It's okay to ask for help from your spouse or your kids. I fall short here a lot because, well, I kind of like things done my way, so I'll just do it rather than have to explain it to them. And it seems quicker at the time, but actually I'm adding more on my plate than I need to. You can keep a whiteboard on the fridge for the kids to check after school and write on it every morning whatever you might need done that day after they get home. Make a list for your partner. You may have to explain how you like something done the first couple of times, but after that, they'll know. And it's one less thing that you will have to do. Number four, exercise at home. And this one can save you money too, as the cost of a gym membership can be a lot. I have free gym memberships with my health insurance, but I've been working out at home since June. I'm so pressed for time that it seems easier to find a video on YouTube to follow or even go for a run. Even though the gym isn't far from my house, by the time I drive over there, figure out what workout I'm doing, drive home, you're talking an hour and a half to two hours. And I don't have that right now. So I'll find great workouts that incorporate cardio and strength training into one in about 30 minutes a day. Don't worry about perfection. Just do short workouts and you will notice a difference in your productivity. Number five, online shopping. Besides food, you can get pretty much anything and everything online. You can actually get even food items online too now. I use Amazon for everything. If you're a Prime member, you get free shipping and next day delivery. And the more you can buy online, the less time you'll need to go around looking for things and wasting time. Half the time I go driving around looking for an item and I can't find it. So by the time you go to three stores, you could have just ordered it, especially Amazon, they have everything. Number six, pick one day to clean the house and schedule it in. So for us, we clean for a living. I do not wanna go around cleaning my house every day. I'm tired when I get home from work. We usually do a good cleaning only once every two weeks, and it's usually right after we've had all the kids for the weekend. Even though I could clean my house every day because it gets dirty every day, but it's usually the most in need when the kids all leave. The rest of the time, I just try to keep up with the mess by keeping things in their place. I will keep on top of the kitchen since we're cooking every day, but that's it. Now, if you are lucky enough to afford a house cleaner, I highly suggest it. I can't tell you how many times we wish that we could get a house cleaner, but I can't justify it for us since that's our profession. But when you're working all day, it's the last thing you wanna come home and do. Also, have the kids be responsible for their own rooms. 
our kids are not clean. But sometimes we'll just shut the door if we don't want to look at it. I used to go in and help them, but they weren't learning to do it themselves. Have the kids help you on cleaning days, even if it means the job isn't perfect. At least you're getting some help. Don't worry about not having a perfectly clean home. I gave up on that a long time ago. With four kids and three dogs, we realize that we won't have a clean home until we're on our own, and that's okay. Number seven, wake up earlier than everyone else. Some of you may not like this idea if you really value your sleep, but consider going to bed a little earlier in the evening so that you can wake up an hour before everyone else. You can probably get some things done in the morning while it's quiet and no one needs you for anything. Or you can take some time for yourself so you'll be better focused throughout the rest of the day. Number eight, use your schedule wisely. Many of us are multitaskers and we try to do too many things at once. This is fine if you can do it effectively. Sometimes though, it's more effective to concentrate on one thing at a time. Also, if you notice you're getting sucked into something that's not productive, you won't be using your time well. So ask yourself if what you're doing is the best use of your time in this moment. If, for instance, you want to get lost in Facebook for a little while, maybe force yourself to accomplish at least one necessary task for the day before you allow yourself to do that. Number nine, split tasks with your partner. Sometimes you will both need to be in two places at one time. You're only one person. It's not going to work for you. You're going to need help. Or maybe you're running out of time and too many things need to be done. Sean and I usually go food shopping together and probably everywhere together, really. But lately, he has been noticing that I have a little too much to do. So he'll tell me to stay home and get some work done while he runs to the store. You can get done double the amount of tasks if you split them up. And number 10, learn to say no. This has always been extremely difficult for me, but lately I have been forced to say no sometimes. Stop feeling guilty over telling someone that you cannot help them with something. Maybe you're invited to a party or asked to babysit, whatever it may be. If it's going to be inconvenient and inhibit you from getting more important things done, you have to say no. People will not get mad at you. And if they do, you don't need those kinds of people in your life. You've got to say no. So now that we've gone over some time savers, let's do money savers now. Every penny counts in the blended family. And there are certain areas that you can't cut corners like child support and bills. But there are some things you can do. So here we go. Money savers. Number one, make a list and stick to it. Impulse buying gets us all in trouble. When you go into the store without a list, you're going to go around buying random things that pop out at you. Make a list before you leave the house of only what you need and try to only buy what's on the list. Number two, food shop only once a week. This is where I get into trouble again. I always end up forgetting something and I'm in the food store probably three or four times in a week and every time I end up buying extra things. Sean and I just went over our expenses and found that we're spending an average of $1,500 a month in food. There are seven of us, but not all seven are with us all the time. So this, this is a ridiculous amount of money to be spending on food. So I am going to start sending food limits every week 
and I'm going to try to have less visits to the food store. Of course, if you, if you run out of bread or milk, go pick it up. But if the kids are eating all the snacks in two days, then do not just go out and buy more. If you do, they won't learn how to pace themselves with the food. I've stopped buying too many snacks because the kids will eat them so quickly. Now we make sure they know that if we buy, let's say, cookies, we won't be buying any more until the following week. Number three, also to do with shopping. Shop at bulk stores. Depending on where you live, you may have a Costco, BJ's, Sam's, or other store like this. Now, I know initially it seems like you're spending more, and you may be upfront, but the stuff lasts longer. You still need to be careful about your choices. Only buy the items in bulk that you know you'll use and will not be wasted. Some really good things to get there are paper goods like toilet paper, paper towels, canned goods, and frozen items, because you know that stuff is not going to go bad. Number four, since you may have lots of kids, repurpose the clothing if you can. There's nothing wrong with hand-me-down clothing. Or if the kids are the same size, they can share clothes. My daughters have always done this, and they still do. The smallest child may not appreciate all the hand-me-downs, so you still want that child to have some new things as well, not just hand-me-down onlys. Number five, shop at secondhand or thrift stores. Our local Goodwill store has surplus items from stores that are brand new with the tag still on them. We also have stores that take gently used clothing and they sell them at a great discount. This is really great for jeans and brand name clothing as they can get really costly, especially when your kids become teenagers, they want all the brand name stuff like Hollister and Abercrombie and whatever store they like to shop at. And jeans there can cost like $50. I can't spend $50 on my kids' jeans. I don't know about you. So they like to go to, we have a place called Plato's Closet and you can get Hollister jeans there for like five or $10. So it's really good. Number six, use coupon apps. There are many apps available that you can use to find coupons for retail stores. There are also some rebate apps like Ibotta that you can scan receipts in and they give you rebates on gift cards. I know Target has Cartwheel and Walmart, I just found out, has the savings catcher. So look into those apps. It can save you a lot of money. Number seven, if possible, barter services. Of course, this depends on what your vocation is. For example, we offer house cleaning services. Sean's ex-wife is a photographer. Any job where you offer a service, you can use it to barter. There are a lot of people who are self-employed that can offer their services in exchange for things for the kids, like dance lessons, tutoring, or sports. Consider doing this if money is tight. Number eight, keep your credit cards low. It's easy to get carried away, especially around the holidays, and charge things on the credit cards. Feels great in the moment, but when the bills start rolling in, money gets tight. You've got to watch because the interest rates can be high and some cards have annual fees tucked on as well. You also never want to use your credit cards for gas or food if you can help it. Once you get in debt, it can be hard to recover from it. If you can't afford to get something, wait until you can and save those cards for emergencies only. Number nine, borrow instead of buy. This could be for anything. Go to the library for books, borrow costumes for Halloween, borrow things from friends and family that you only need once. 
This can save a lot of money rather than buying one-time use items that collect dust in your closet. Number 10, cut down on bills. Aside from your credit cards, what other bills can you cut down on? Limit shower time to cut down on your water bill. Shut off lights when you leave a room to cut down on electric. And look over your cell bill to see if you can make any cuts there. Sit down with your partner and make a budget. Look over your expenses. I told you, we just did this, and that's where we noticed we're having a problem with our food bill. Cut out any unnecessary spending. It all adds up in the long run. So let me quickly run down those tips again. The tips to save time were, number one, food prep. Number two, prepare things the night before. Number three, delegate chores and responsibilities. Number four, exercise at home. Number five, online shopping. Number six, follow a cleaning schedule or hire someone if you can. Number seven, wake up earlier. Number eight, use your schedule wisely. Number nine, split tasks with your partner. Number 10, learn to say no. And the tips to save money were number one, make a list and stick to it. Number two, food shop only once a week. Number three, shop at bulk stores. Number four, repurpose clothing. Number five, shop at thrift or secondhand stores. Number six, use coupon apps. Number seven, barter services. Number eight, keep your credit cards low. Number nine, borrow instead of buy. Number 10, cut down on bills where you can. And as always, I will have all of those listed in the show notes for you. Have I missed something? I'm sure I have. If you have something to add, please do so on the comments section on the website or in the private Facebook group at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. I'd love to know your hacks for saving time and money. I really hope this show was helpful to you today. Don't forget to submit your questions for Sean for our upcoming interview together. I just got in a couple yesterday, but I need more. He is open to whatever questions you may have, whether it's on fatherhood or being with me or anything you can think of. Those can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Next week, the topic is back to being serious. How do we help our children deal with the death of a biological parent? I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.